Welcome, everybody, with another episode of Storm Chasers. We are back. Today's episode is going to be college student Q&A. Yeah. Question advice. So let's go around the room and introduce ourselves. Um, my name is Brian. I am the president of the Bolts. Hi, I'm Courtney. You've probably heard from me in other podcast episodes. I'm also a member of the Bolt. And hi, I'm Chris. I'm a freshman member of the Bolt. So today's episode is going to be college student question and advice. Now, we've received many submissions from all of you, so thank you. And we're going to be asking some of those and giving our honest opinion personally. It's not fact, just what we would answer. Okay. All right, so what questions do you want to go with first? Um, Let's go with this first one, considering it's pretty relevant to the times. How do you improve your social life during the pandemic? What would you guys say? I would say, like, ways to improve your social life during the pandemic is to just get involved with, like, anything and everything as much as possible. Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. It's important to put yourself out there, especially in these times. Opportunities don't really come to you. You have to go to opportunities. I would definitely say during the pandemic, because everything is online, definitely take advantage of that and... Attend as many club meetings as you can. Engage yourself through social media if you have those platforms. The internet and everything online with social media, I think, definitely can be a huge benefit to people during these times, considering we can't do face-to-face interaction. Yeah, and I would say definitely, like, put yourself out there. Don't be lazy. Like, even for me, like, in school and stuff, like, I've joined certain classes or, like, certain things that normally I wouldn't join. Like, for example, right now, on the Queens campus, I'm part of the television practicum, which is basically I'm filming the sports games, like I'm working the camera, working behind the scenes. And like normally I wouldn't do that because it is so far away because I am going now multiple times a week to work on that. But because of the pandemic and, you know, I really want to like go out and socialize more and doing that. Plus, it's experience for my resume and for myself personally, but like professionally, I'm learning how to do that. So overall, it's good. Then even just like online, like if you see like an online event you're interested in doing, like just join anyway. Like you never know like when you're going to find friends to make. Our next question is, let's do tips on crafting a resume. All right, tips on crafting a resume. So I've been making a resume, you know, for many years. I've Every time I go to, like, a teacher about it or a professional, they're always like, nope, you did it wrong, you got to fix it. So it's never going to be perfect, I've realized. But some ways to, um, you know, kind of make it look, like, decent enough is I would include – just try to think of all the different things you've done. Not just jobs, but, like, even, like, experience. So, for mine, I include the things I do for the Bolts. Or, like, anything, like, video-related that I do. Even if it, I don't get paid for it, just I put it on. Just say, hey, I'm experienced doing all this stuff. I put my skills, like, I'm experienced editing this and working these kind of cameras and this kind of equipment. Yeah, kind of just like what Brian said, the more positive things, even if it's, not even a job even it's just a skill a hobby that'll look good that you that you have the ability to do do things and the commitment to do things and i think that uh pans out very well when someone is looking at your resume and i also say keep it short i mean like probably like one to two pages because like you don't want to put like every single thing you've done on there because that could be overwhelming to you know whoever's reading the resume you know they read it over pretty quick so try to like Put the highlights of what you do. It's basically, it's like a highlight reel of your life, but on paper. Yeah, I don't really have too much experience writing resumes. I'm only a sophomore in college. So the only time I've really had to write one is in high school 
before college, but structurally, I would have to say the formatting usually just include a section about education, so your school, GPA, things like that, your major or minor, what you're studying. Under that, I believe you could include internship experience if you have any, Definitely, or work yeah. experience if you had a job in the summer. Yeah. So, like, if you're, like, a camp counselor or something like that, you can include that. Volunteer experience if you don't have internship experience. If you do anything for the community. Another ex- um, section could be awards if you want any. Yeah. Extracurricular clubs could be another section. And a section I also have at the bottom is skills. Yeah. So, if, like, you have any technical skills, if you're bilingual, I think, things like that. Like, That's I think. similar to my resume. It's how I have it organized. I put, like, the most important, like, jobs and clubs and things I've done on top. And then I can work my way down for like experience and then i put other things like skills awards volunteer stuff like that yeah because yeah, you want something that'll catch the person's reading resume's eye first because yes the skills are important but what they what oftentimes you're looking for is experience in terms of internships and working so that's something you really want to put first to catch the attention of whoever is reviewing your resume I think they generally, they want to see someone who's well-rounded. So they want to see people who are involved, not just, you know, go to school and come home. So people who are engaged in their community through volunteering, extracurriculars, getting involved, just showing that kind of well-roundedness and everything. Yeah, totally. So take that initiative and do all that. Um, The next question is tips on dorming and scheduling for classes. None of us dorm. Yes, none of us dorm. Um. For scheduling classes, I would say, you know, I've, whenever it's time to, like, make my classes, I, like, go crazy. I look at every single class option for whatever I'm doing. Um, I try to keep my classes on as few days a week as possible. Like, you don't want to, like, have, like, an hour and a half class five days a week because then, you know, that really eats up on every day of your week. I only have, like, classes, like, Oh, this semester it's only Wednesday and Thursday, but like in the past I would usually do like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Tuesdays and Fridays I would leave off. And, you know, that's like free time to do whatever you want, whether you want to do a part-time job, an internship, or even just like relax to yourself. And it gives more time for schoolwork. And schoolwork as well, you know, catch up on your own things. And then especially with like asynchronous classes, that stage you could work on that. Um, and then, you know, as far as timing goes, you know, you make sure like, whatever time that you're choosing, you know, makes sense for you and your schedule. Like, you don't want to have a class at 9 a.m. from 10.30 and then, like, at, like, 1 o'clock until 3 o'clock and then you have all these, like, gaps within your day. You know, sometimes, you know, it's kind of unavoidable, but, you know, try to, like, cater it to your life as much as possible. And then another thing for, like, choosing classes, like, when you're looking at the classes, I like to look up the teachers on ratesmyprofessor.com and read their reviews because the last thing you want to do is choose a professor it's just not good and then you're stuck with that the entire semester yeah you haven't you're a freshman so the first semester you can't pick your own schedule no but i was lucky because um when i was picking my schedule for this semester i was able to work it out to where most of my classes are on as core this semester it all worked out there that most of them on mondays and thursdays so i ended up having Wednesdays and Fridays off. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I got lucky with that. But, yeah, uh, like Brian said, you might seem like a better idea to spread out your schedule across, like, the entire week so that way you're not tied out all in one day. But you'll be thankful if you condense it and you're able to give yourself a day off here, a day off there every week. Me, personally, I would definitely 
goes what Brian said. Definitely use rate my professor to my advantage. However, keep in mind, the reviews aren't always accurate. You got to take them yeah, with caution because yeah. people could review for like the silliest of reasons sometimes. Like there have been teachers that don't have as good reviews, but then they end up being like my favorite. Yeah, that's why yeah. like if they have like really, really bad reviews, then I'm like, all right, then they probably aren't good teachers. But like if it's like mostly good reviews and there's like a few like bad reviews sprinkled here and there, I figured, all right, maybe they just didn't get along. Yeah. So and also, you got to take it with like a grain of salt. I would say so the way my scheduling has worked out, I've always been lucky because in St. John's, what they do is Mondays and Thursdays. Typically, you have the same classes in Tuesdays and Fridays yeah. unless it's a once week class. So I've always had off on Wednesday, so I only go to school four days a week. I haven't had to do that yet. Yeah. This semester, my schedule's a little crazy. I have an asynchronous class. I have two classes that are kind of in the evening or at night. Yeah. So, and it's like one class during the day, one's in the morning, one's completely online. So it's very crazy this semester, but overall, I'll just say try to have, what I typically try to do is have like three classes, maybe on Tuesday and Thursday and two on the other day something like yeah. that or vice versa uh next question is favorite activity on campus uh the bolts sj yeah the bolt productions well, yeah but like in all seriousness <laughs> i well like aside from the bolts um i like events that you know kind of like gather people together i know what's it called dale they've had events like bachata nights and Balilondo con dale so basically it's kind of like a school dance Oh, like, you know, like the autumn ball or Yeah, it's like that, morning. but it's like more like chill. It's like more of like kind of like a school dance you would go to like in high school where it's not like formal. It's like kind of, you know, just semi-formal. And, you know, they have food, they have fun, and, you know, it's like more, it's like less overwhelming. So, like you don't need to like be all fancy for it. I like that. Like just any events where people could just like come and hang out because, you know, especially on this campus, it's hard because even before COVID, like there wasn't much to do. Yeah, it's small. It kind of has like that high school yeah. vibe. And it's like, all right, well, it's. Friday night, what's there to do on campus? Oh, look, nothing. Like, so whenever there was an opportunity to do that, I like that a lot. I do like getting involved with events from the comm club, too, that I've gone yeah, to a lot of Yeah, they have good events. Multicultural yeah. office. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Well, I haven't had much experience with um, activities on campus because oh, my you're freshman, freshman year yeah. well, is starting during COVID. But one of the big things that... um that still has been activities on this campus. Uh, student life organizes things like Screen on the Green, where they played a movie on the big uh, lawn on campus. And that was a real great thing, a real fun thing. I made friends through that. Um, so, yeah, I'd say anything uh, student life does on the campus usually is fun. It's usually a good way to meet people. I also like the um, beginning of the year and end of the year barbecues. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty cool. I wish... Hopefully we could do those soon, but those are really fun. And just like, you know, plug our little club here. The Bolt Productions is a fun club because yeah, it's, it's very hands-on. <laughs> you have to come here, you to create, create content. content. You make videos, podcasts, if you want to make a blog article. And it's really, it's like different from the rest because you're able to like create things. And like, not only is that something you can put on your resume, but you're also, you know, you're having fun with others and it's a good experience for yourself. Especially if you're... A com yeah, major, com and TV, TV film, majors. journalism, anywhere in the com department. I actually just got a question right now that says, is TV production an easy, easy major to get involved in? It's actually funny that I got this question because... You're a TV film. Yeah. Well, last, yesterday in one of my classes, I was having this conversation with my professor and like, is TV film an easy major? Because I said yes at first. I'm like, yeah, of course it's easy, you know, because that's what I'm used to. But then he's like, well, it's not always true because, you know, people... And let's say you're like a math major, like 
me personally, I find a math major very hard. I'm like, me have to sit down and do math? Like, I don't want to do that. It's like, like reading textbooks for hours, writing essays. That's like, I can't, it's just a lot for me. But like for TV film, like making a video, recording something, creating content, that's like super easy. Like editing, that's super easy. But for someone else, it might be the opposite. They might be really good at math. But if you made them like edit a video, they wouldn't know what to do. So it really depends on your personality and what you personally find easy. Yeah, one person's hard could be another person's easy. It really depends on what interests you, because if you do what interests you, it becomes fun, and therefore you find it easier. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that's the beauty of college, though, is that you get to find your interests. Like, if you're, like, more of a creative, I guess, person, like, hands-on, maybe a major in the comm department might be for you, or if, yeah. you know, you're more... I guess, logical or maybe, you know, something like math or science is for you. Like, it really caters to the way you learn and how everyone's different. So, you know, I guess the stereotype, like, oh, TV film's an easy major. If that's your learning style, if that's what interests you, you're good at it. Yeah, but one person's, you know, what one person thinks is easy, it can be incredibly different for someone else. So, I feel like that goes for any major, not just TV film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess let's go to another question. How to improve leadership skills? On right, how to improve leadership skills? Um, I think we did touch on that on Roger's podcast for a bit, but um, I guess I'll mention it again. Um, again, getting involved in stuff is a good way to like improve on leadership skills. I think specifically leadership skills, because to me that kind of makes me think, like if you say get involved, then yeah. join a or, like a club. But when they talk about leadership, maybe joining an e-board of a club. Like yeah, join an e-board president. because that kind of forces you to, like, take charge and stuff. Like, you yeah. can't just, like, sit back, relax, come to a club, hang out, and then, like, go home. Like, you got to, like, actually, like, plan things, plan, like, what's going to happen in the club and, you know, take initiative in a way. Take some responsibility. And when, as you take on responsibility, you start to become and grow more as a leader. And once you grow as a leader, it becomes easier in other facets when you want to try and lead. Yeah, so I guess that would be my overall advice, too. Yeah. If you want to gain leadership skills, which are great to put on a resume, by the way, join eBoard of any club that interests you. Get involved in student government. If you haven't seen that podcast, go check it out. Yeah. And, yeah, stuff like that. Um, any tips for maintaining good grades? So now we're getting into the academic part of school. Yeah, um, tips for maintaining... Good grades. Um, due to readings, I know it might seem tedious, but due to readings, please, you'll be, you'll be saving yourself a lot of stress and worry once midterms and finals come around. So when you get assigned readings, do them on time. It will help you so much. Also, this is going to seem like very obvious, but like a lot of people don't do this, is show up to class every day or as many days as possible. Like if you have to be absent one day, sure, but like try to be in class every day because just attendance and participation and just being there, you know, just means a lot, not only for yourself and, you know, learning the information, but also for the professor giving you the grade. If they see you're there every day actively participating versus other students may only show up like every like now and then, it helps you earn that A. I would say... And hand in all your assignments on time as well because that's a big thing. It's, again, kind of obvious, but a lot of people don't do it and that's what kind of gets them like in terms of getting a bad grade. I would say tips for maintaining good grades. Wow, that could be a lot of things. Um, I'd have to say have a schedule. Like, make sure you're keeping everything on track. Keep, like Brian said, make sure you're handing everything on time. Develop a schedule, a routine. So certain times maybe 
devoted to certain assignments or classes. And another thing I would recommend is in college, they have something called office hours. Yeah. Which is essentially where you can meet with a professor to ask any questions on homework or paper, anything like that. So just in general, I would say if you are confused, don't be afraid to reach out to a professor because they're always willing to help. And you don't want to keep going into a class where you're confused because I feel like the more material you learn, it's just going to get progressively worse. So yeah. if you're any confused on if you're confused on any topic, I would say reach out to a friend in the class, develop friends in the class, and don't be afraid to reach out to the professors as well. Another thing I want to say about those office hours is now if you're going to those office hours, like you know, like even just a few times, just taking advantage of it, the professor they'll see that you're at least trying, and they'll still give you a good grade. Like let's say, I mean, if you're assignments stuck and you're failing all your exams maybe not but at least if they see you're trying they'll probably won't fail you and especially with um asynchronous classes it could be easy to push them back and and go oh i could do this on my own time and then just forget about forget about forget about it then you have a test or a paper coming up and then you realize you haven't looked at anything that was assigned so that could be difficult so with asynchronous asynchronous classes it's very important to stick on that schedule and be very disciplined with that always check blackboard and canvas yes yes and your emails that's another thing check your emails too a lot of students don't do that i'll definitely check your emails a few times a day especially because you don't know a class could be canceled so i'll just definitely check up on that another question that i actually just received is how do i de-stress how do we de-stress? That's a good question. That is a good question. Let me think of a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything, Chris? I think that could come along. That you could de-stress a little by kind of what we were talking about when it came to scheduling. If you have the opportunity to make your schedule and give yourself days off, that really does mm -hmm. help with de-stressing and just wiping your mind clean and getting ready for the work ahead. Because a lot of, our, a lot of times our minds can just build up stress and build up intrusive thoughts and then it's hard to think or get anything done. When you have breaks in between, you could just rest for a day, wipe your mind clean, and then get back at it the next day. Ways to de-stress, I would say... They have a de-stress fest around finals week, St. John's. They also have a like, wellness. Yeah, student wellness stuff. They have resources on campus. Um, but just for like at home, yeah, I would say, you know, definitely try to give yourself free time. Watch TV. That's yeah, personally my what I like. Like I know, like, you know, society, you know, they kind of punish people like, oh, don't watch TV, you know, work hard, you know, with hustle and bustle. But it's like, no, you got to give yourself downtime. Like reward yourself with TV shows. Like don't beat yourself up like, oh, I didn't get enough done today. Like if that's if you need to relax, that's ultimately like what comes first, your mental health. And, like, the work you need to do will get done eventually. Yeah, because that also, because, like, like, with the last question, we were talking about keeping yourself to a set schedule to keep your grades good. Make sure on that schedule, like Brian said, make sure you plan time for you and time to rest because, yes, grades are important, but ultimately your mental health and if you're being, and if you're bent out from all the schoolwork, it's important to take a little time and just focus on yourself and reset. Yeah, I definitely agree. And also keep in mind, everyone's relaxation technique is different. Yeah. So what you might find de-stressing may not help someone else. So for me, it would be watching TV or YouTube videos. For someone else, it could be doing yoga. So just find what works for you. 
and go with that because at the end of the day, like Chris said, mental health is very important and it could end up affecting your schoolwork if you don't give your brain some time to relax. I also got, I got a lot of questions right now, actually, from Roger. Yeah. He also asked, how do I know I picked the right major? How do you know you picked the right major? Um, it's I'm undecided, so I could use yeah. some of this advice. Right. So it's when you know you're enjoying what you're doing. Um, like, yeah, like, for example, for me, for TV film, I mean, I knew right away that's what I wanted to do. But, like, again, it's because I knew, like, I enjoy what I'm doing. Like, when I take my classes for my major, for the most part, I enjoy it. I'm having a really good time doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> I would say that um, it's much harder to know if you're doing the right major or pick the right major. It's much easier to know if you pick the wrong major. Because if you pick the wrong major, you won't enjoy what you're doing and you'll find it very tedious and very difficult. So... It's e so it's easy to find out which major is wrong for you, but what you have to re realize is if you're doing a class and you think, oh, this is fun, this is easy, this is enjoyable, look into what major corresponds with that class and see if other things, other classes that correspond with that major interest you. Yeah, I'll definitely say pick a major that you enjoy at the end of the day. You know, happiness is, like, the most important thing. You have to be happy in the field that you're entering. I feel like if you're happy in the class, you could definitely start looking into careers that involve that. And a lot of people prioritize other things when it comes to picking a major. But yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like just genuine enjoyment is the most important thing because you'll know. Like, you'll know. You'll start excelling in the classes. You'll be interested in the material. So I feel like you'll know when it, like, caters to you. You'll know when it's, like, the perfect fit. Yeah, and I also want to say, like, with the that. major you pick, it's not, like, the end of the world, like, you picked it and this is what you're doing for the rest of your life. Now, yeah, for some, a lot of people it is, but, like, let's say, you know, you pick a major and you do it, and then when you graduate and you're doing, you're in the industry of whatever you're doing, you're like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. There are plenty of jobs and careers out there to do, and if you have the bachelor's degree from, even if it says TV film on it, it's still a bachelor's degree. I could still use it for other things if I wanted to do that, and... Yeah, and also experience matters a lot. So, like, my experience with what I do, you know, off campus regarding, like, interning or my own videos I make, you know, that's also equally as important. I know not for not every job is like that. You know, let's say you want to become a teacher, you need the degrees in teaching and education specifically. Well, I think there is actually alternate yeah. programs for students who don't. I'm not 100% sure, but I think there is. No, there is, actually. No, you're right, actually. You can. So, like, I know people that have um graduated St. John's with a bachelor's in TV film, and then they went to grad school for education, and they didn't do education on, as an undergrad. So it is possible. They became a teacher you, for what subject? I'm just curious. Like, was it actually? I'm not good? sure exactly. I think it's like elementary school or whatever. So like general oh, wow. stuff. It wasn't for TV film. It was just to teach in general. But like, remember, grad school is always an option. So if you get your bachelor's, and then after that, you're like, oh, I want something else. So you can always change your mind in grad school. Again, for every major, it's not always the case. But for many things, you are flexible later in life. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of, like you said, you don't necessarily have to have that set degree to go into the job. Like, I know there's, like, you're a legal studies major, right? Yes, I Chris, am. Chris, you want to be a lawyer? Yeah. I mean, I know someone who majored in communications and wants to be a lawyer, someone who majored in English. So yeah. yes. it's not 
I guess, as concrete as it looks. Yeah, like, there was a movie, um, Legally Blonde, where the girl was, like, a fashion major, and then she went to law school. I mean, well, fashion law, it's not always, like, realistic, but, like, you know, it is possible. You can become a lawyer from any major, really. Like, it's not... I mean, it's helpful to have some majors, but it's not always mandatory. Yeah, and I would also say that if you feel confident in your major, but then you always get, like, doubts about, like, is this the right thing for me? That's normal. It's normal to always doubt, even if you do believe that this is a, that the major you currently have is right for you, because everyone wonders, what if? What if I choose this major and go into this career? But at the end of the day, you have to find what makes you happy, because happiness is the most important thing when it comes to life. Yeah, they say, like, you know, if you love what you do, you won't work a day in your life. And honestly, I, I think we should also normalize not knowing what you want to do I coming agree. into college and changing your I mind. Agree. So yes. many college students, like it was like a really large statistic of college students who end up changing their majors multiple times from entering college. So many students enter undecided like myself. You know, those first two years of college, use that, take a class in something you're interested in along with your course. Use that time to see what you like. And if you are in a major that you're not happy with, don't be afraid to change it. Don't be afraid, oh, I'm not sure. Everyone else knows but me. Like, that's okay. Everyone's on a different path. You're never, like, I guess just do it. I guess do what you like and don't be afraid of changing your mind. Yeah. And, like, another thing I've realized, you know, as a college student, you know, that I'm, like, graduating soon. Like, I'm looking back to, like, high school and just, like, I don't know if, like, anyone from high school is, like, like that's currently in high school is watching this but like one thing I would say to like a high school student now as a college student is uh, like the college you go to isn't the biggest deal in the world like any college will do every college like as long as they have what you're interested in majoring in it's good enough and don't like put yourself into like a ton of student loan debts over college because you may regret that down the line and it may be very hard to pay that back. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. Like, when you're 17, you don't really have knowledge of money and they're kind of just like, oh, yeah, do what you love, go to college. If it costs $200,000, that's fine. No one cares. But, like, in the reality, like, once you graduate college and you're an adult, you're going to care about that a lot. So, you know, try to, like, if someone's telling you to get student loans, you know, like, get advice from other people, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, I've had something in mind, but I forgot. So, yeah. I guess... Let's move on. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say, a lot of times, like, if you don't know what you're majoring in, because I know, like, I was in that position, all my friends knew what they were majoring in, and I was going in on the side, and I kind of sort of felt, like, doomed in a way that, like, I didn't know, and it's it's going to be too late, but I'm kind of glad that when I got into college, a lot of people were in the same boat as me, and that I did have more time. Yeah. So, let's move on to another question. What about, what is one piece of Johnny gear that you can't live without? We have this. this is a bolt <laughs> Not mug. actually. I can live without this, honestly. This is just <laughs> a decoration. You literally like. It's a bolt mug, by the like, way. Look, see, this is the handle. This is the logo. They so can't that, see. Yeah. So like, oh, I'm. They can't see. We're not doing a video. Just yeah. know it's a mu- Follow our Instagram to see it if you want. Yeah. At the yeah. bolt. We'll but, post a picture. Yeah. There. It's a white mug with the bolt logo on it. Yeah. But it's on the other side of the. Um, I'm trying to think handle. realistically. I don't know. Just like wearing St. John's clothes, it's fun. I think having like a St. John's like a St. John's T-shirt or a hoodie is very important because if you are attending somewhere where you want to show, hey, I'm a St. John's student, that's like the easiest way to show. Like I've gone to um, 
networking events, and I'll wear St. John's gear just to let whoever is there know, hey, I'm a St. John's student. Yeah, it's a good way to make connections, especially because not even just New York, even around the country, St. John's is a very well-known school and very well-renowned. So if you just wear, like, a T-shirt or a sweatshirt that says St. John's on it, people will ask you, oh, did you go to St. John's? Maybe, And then maybe they went to St. John's, or maybe they know someone who went to St. John's, and then maybe you could somehow find an internship through those types of avenues. You never know what could happen when people know where you're from. Yeah, definitely. I would have to say my Johnny gear that I can't live without... I have this one sweatshirt that I really like. It's not, a, it's not a hoodie. I got it from the Queens campus, actually, on orientation. Yeah. It's like navy blue, and it doesn't have a hood, but it's really comfortable. It's not, like, too baggy, but it's not tight, so. I like this one blanket. They gave it to me years ago at um, Accepted Students Day. It's, like, this blue blanket. It's so comfortable, but, yeah, I can't live without that. I can live without my blankets. Yeah, and be proud to represent your school merch. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I know, like, you know, as a freshman, you're like, oh, like, this is kind of lame. But, school like, spirit. It's, it's, it is, like, and, you know, as he said, you do make conversation just by wearing your St. John's merch, so. Next question. Tell LGBTQI plus students about resources in college. So we actually have an organization on college yeah. geared towards that. It's, it's called, called Spectrum. Spectrum SJU. Is S- that the Instagram handle? Uh, no, all right. Spectrum SJU, that's a Queens campus one. And then Spe- SI Spectrum, that's a Staten Island one. So, yeah, go check them out. They have um, events, like, you know, throughout the semester, um, you know, related to that stuff. And also even on campus, you know, the student wellness departments, you know, they have resources there. Um, and if you're not a St. John student, you know, other colleges, they all have their own resources as yeah. well. I know the College of Staten Island has yeah. one. But yeah, so it's definitely a good resource resource for LGBTQ plus students and allies. So yeah, definitely. Definitely get involved. Let's see. Another question could be Oh, here's a good one. How did you decide between St. John's and another college? All right, so how did I decide between St. John's and another college? Um yeah, so I actually only applied to two colleges. So, again, it was only, like, 50-50, which one I'm going to choose. But even then, it was still a very tough decision for me because they were both colleges I really wanted to go to for very different reasons. So I applied to St. John's, and I applied to um, the School of Visual Arts in Manhattan. And I really liked that college in Manhattan, School of Visual Arts, because, you know, it was very, like, a lot more, like, the TV film major they had there was, like, a lot more hands-on. And, you know, I felt like I would have, like, learned more, you know, at that college for what I was doing. And also, I liked... Being in the city, I like the people there and stuff, and I was like really looking forward to going to that college. I really liked it. The thing is, it was expensive because I actually did get scholarship money from there. However, I got more scholarship money from St. John's, and St. John's was cheaper than School of Visual Arts. And you know, it was like a very tough decision. I'm like, oh, which one do I want? Like, one's college seems like very fun, but you know, the other college like seems more realistic. So you know, ultimately, I chose the more realistic choice of St. John's and like you know in the end you know it did work out for me you know I did find things like to do and yeah I think it was worth it yeah and um I actually applied to a lot of schools because I applied to anywhere that gave me a fee waiver when applying just to see like what places would give me money like how much money would they give 
But I was really considering down to two schools. I was considering down to St. John's and Seton Hall. And it really came down to, do I want to dorm? Do I just feel like, do I feel like I need to dorm? Because the whole big thing going into college is everyone wants to go dorm. Everyone in high school wants, can't wait till they leave and get to dorm at college and have fun. And I had to actually look in my within myself and see if I actually wanted to dorm or if I just felt the pressure and I felt like I was missing out on something if I didn't. And then when I re- then when I finally realized that dorming probably isn't the best for me, then St. John's became a the obvious decision and I so far I've been very happy and things are working out well. Yeah, I just like to say distance from home, that's another factor to consider when you're choosing what college you go to. You know, both for commuting purposes and dorming purposes. Um, for whatever college I was going to, I was gonna commute either way. So it was either commute twenty minutes from home to the St. John's Staten Island campus, or now even I go to the Queens campus sometimes. That's an hour drive, you know, maybe a little bit more of traffic, but I also I do that, you know, by driving. You know, parking is easier there and it's easier to drive there. But if I was going to the college in the city, you know, it's kind of hard to drive there, you know, especially multiple times a week, you know, finding parking and stuff. So you would have to, like, probably take public transportation, and that could take, like, like one and a half to two hours, depending on where you're coming from. And, you know, that's another factor to consider. And then if you're dorming, too, you know, how far away are you willing to dorm away from home? Like, do you want to be an hour away from home, five hours, ten hours, like, within driving distance, within flying distance, out of the country? Um, how often are you going to visit home? Um, are you going to bring a car to campus, and which would make you know going back and forth to home easier? So that too is another thing to consider. So for me personally, I only applied to three schools. I pretty much knew that I wasn't going to dorm. So being that I was commuting, I wanted something close to home. And out of the three schools that I applied to, I got accepted into all three. But I just knew St. John's was the right fit. Like, I don't know, something inside me told me, to go here, the school was great. They had a lot of great programs, even though it was undecided. But I went to their open house, their accepted student day, and I just knew immediately that when I picked St. John's, it was the right school for me. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing else, one other thing I want to say about my experience is that I came from a very small middle school where it was just one class and that was it. And then... I came from a very small high school where there was 150 kids in each grade, maybe less. Um, yeah, around 120, somewhere around there. But um, So St. John's really stood out because it's small relative to other universities. So you feel like a community. Like you recognize people's face walking around campus. Even if you don't know their name, it's nice to see a familiar face. Yeah, it's actually something that reminded me. I also same at old school and high school, it was very small, probably smaller than yours, and, you know, I'm used to that one-on-one individualized attention, and that's something that specifically the Staten Island campus allows you to have besides commuting. It's, you really get that one-on-one attention if you're confused or anything, and that's just something I've been accustomed to. So that's another plus as to why I chose St. John's, and I think that's something you definitely should consider. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's go with another question. How do you get extra tutoring? Uh, well, St. John's, uh, Staten Island, I'm pretty sure Queens would probably have it too, but there's the writing center where you could work with someone, you could assign someone, 
and they help you with essays. They help you review your essays. And sometimes when you just have a bunch of ideas in your head on what you want to write for an essay or a paper, it's good to talk to someone else and just get it all out so then you know what really you want to put on your paper and what would make it the best and most clear. So the writing center is really a big asset. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I would say definitely reach out to the Writing Resource Center and, again, just ask your professors for help, I guess, if you're yeah. confused. And if you have any friends that are, like, good in a certain subject, you know, they could always tutor you, too. And, you know, there is, like, stuff off campus you can always find as well. And become a tutor yourself if you yeah. think you're good enough in a subject where you become one. Yeah, I definitely. definitely. Say do it. Yeah. Another question could be, how do you make sure you stay on top of school and social life? So I guess how do we balance both? Um, how do we balance both? Um, I think ultimately it just comes down to um, keeping a schedule. Um, like for me, you know, I try to keep a lot of my school stuff during the week and then a lot of my social stuff on the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that doesn't always work. You know, sometimes things come up on a Saturday or Sunday, like the school things you have to do or maybe like, Things might come up on, like, a Tuesday night with your friends. So just, you know, schedule everything out. You know, make sure, like, if you want to, like, hang out with your friends, uh, you don't have an assignment due the same night. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, I would say um, basic stuff like that. The schedule is a very good idea. Um, I just think that you need to separate time for work time is work time and social time is social time. And it's important to keep those things separate. You could mix them a little by having study groups, but it's important to, when you sit down, when you wake up for a day, you know, this is going to be my work day. This is going to be the day where I'm going to get a lot of my work done. And then you could wake up a different day and go, okay, this is my day to have fun, hang out with friends, or even just relax. relax. Um, but it's important just to separate them and keep a distinct difference, yet at the same time, a clear balance. How about getting a planner or like a calendar? Yeah. That could be yes. definitely a good tip. This way, if you're a visual person, everything's organized, you know what you have due. You know, if you have any events coming up, you know when they are, what time they are, you know what you have to get done in a certain amount of time. And just having it laid out instead of like having it all memorized in your head, I feel yeah. like you're more susceptible to forget something. Definitely. So maybe writing it down not only helps you remember, but you have it there to look back at. So I'll definitely say maybe either use your phone calendar or maybe buy a planner. Yeah. Yeah. What I've been doing lately is, um, you know, with like my social life, like I've been doing all of my academic, you know, work-related stuff during the day. And then, you know, I haven't really been on my phone too much, you know, chatting with friends. And then at the end of the day, when I get home and I finish everything I need to get done, you know, then I'll like FaceTime with a group of friends or something or, you know, text people. And now when I'll get my socialization done, like, you know, at night once everything's done. So that's, like, one advice. I mean, obviously, if, like, an assignment due, maybe that doesn't always work. And then I know some people, like, they might be so overwhelmed with work where they'll just, like, cut out social life completely. I mean, you know, for some people, maybe that's what they got to do. But, you know, try to leave, like, a little bit of time for social life in there because if you don't socialize at all, you know, it does come back to you eventually. And then when you do have free time, you're like, all right, what do I do now? So... Yeah, try to leave, like, a little bit of time in there. Like, even if it's just, like, simple, like, ch texting a friend, saying, hey, what's up? Like, yeah. 
How about this next question could be, how do you start activities on campus? So by activities, I'm assuming you mean an organization or a club. Now, I attempted to do this myself. So on the St. John's Staten Island campus, we don't have our own sports teams yeah. like the Queens campus does. We have intramurals, but not official teams where we compete against other schools. So one thing that I was going to start was an intramural ping pong team. We have a ping pong table in the campus center game room. And I figured, you know, Father Tree on our campus, he's very good at ping pong. And a lot of students play it. And I played it in high school during gym class. So there's a lot of people that are interested in it. I know we have a soccer team, so I figured why not take the initiative and start my own intramural. It's a sport that's, you know, easily accessible. You could rotate. But unfortunately, at the time I was going to start it, that's when everything with COVID happened. So we kind of had to put a pin in that. I still eventually in the future, hopefully next year, want to officially start the ping pong team. And what I did was I talked to Father Tree or just talked to anyone in student life. And they'll be able to help you find out the steps, the ways on how to start an organization or club. I know someone else on this campus who was attempting to start an art club. So anything you want to start, don't be afraid to do. I mean, that's how the bowl got started with Amanda. Yeah, if yeah she, didn't she do had it. an idea. She's like, I want to do this, and it happened. Yeah, because I think you'd be surprised. If you, have, if you want to start a club or an organization on campus, you're probably not the first person to have that idea. So if you ask around, you'd probably be surprised, surprised by the amount of people who want to be part of what you want to start. So that's just something to keep in mind. Put yourself out there and ask around, like, would people, would you be interested in this? And you'd be surprised how many people would say yes. Yeah, this kind of ties back to our other question with, I think it was how to show leadership, because yeah. being a founder of a yeah, club. Yeah, you have a club idea. That's great leadership. Club. It, may be, it may seem like a lot of work, but at the end of the day, you know, if you do find enough people interested, you can make it happen. And once it does happen, you know, it'll be worth it in the end. One person asked, where can we learn about jobs? So I believe you can Career go to Career Center. Services. Yeah. SJU Career Services. Yes. And check it. And if you are at St. John's, check email all the time. They always send stuff, at least to me, because I'm a legal studies major, about internships in law firms and stuff like that. So check your email regularly because they send a lot of emails. And then people, like, within your major, too, like, teachers and professors, like, in your major, like, talk to them about it because, you know, they're probably in the industry one way or another, and they'll have advice for you relating to what jobs you want. Yeah, definitely. One person asked, what was our favorite virtual event, being that everything's virtual this year? Um, I did a painting event oh, I last to go week. To um, I did, well, didn't even know what I was getting myself into, but... Um, <laughs> I kept getting emails from Student Life saying, like, oh, we're having painting this Thursday. I'm like, paint and chill on Zoom. I'm like, that's interesting. I'll do it, you know, figure out socialize or whatever. So I signed up on, like, a little form online I signed up for. And then they sent me an email saying I had to come to campus to pick up painting supplies. And we actually were coming to campus anyway for something related to the bolts. I'm like, and, like, the Student Life office is just about to close. I'm like, I'm getting there right now. So I got in my car, came to campus got my painting supplies, and on Thursday I went on Zoom, and then they had a painting teacher 
teaching us how to make a, make a painting, and I made a painting, and it came out decent, and, you know, it's something, so I like that. Yeah, I would say um, one specifically uh, activity, virtual activity, that um, Office of Student Life ran was, um, it was specifically for freshmen, and it was incoming freshmen, I believe. It was um, bingo, but they would play a song, and then tell you the title, and then it was, um, you'd mark it off on your bingo card. And I got lucky enough to win, uh, I think, two of them. Um, so, yeah, I think that was actually very fun and was a good way to meet people. Not even, like, meet, pe- meet people and become friends with them because that's hard to do veterinary, but just get used to people's faces, people's names, that's, and that's just always good to do. I would have to say my favorite virtual event would have to be probably, I think, some student government events they had. They had, like... Kahoot game nights. I don't remember what yeah. they were about. One was like St. John's themed. Another was like Halloween themed. I actually won like one of them or two of them. So it was a great way to just, you know, you know, still connect with people during these times and just have a little bit of fun. I'd like to say shout out to the Calm Club because I know they have really fun virtual events. and they do like oh. Among Us and Mario Kart and stuff. Yeah. They had an Among Us game night. That's, that's definitely a favorite. I was obsessed. They had an Among Us game night where essentially a group of people played Among Us. It was so much fun. If you all don't play the game, you should definitely play. Yeah. Have you? Either of you played, played Among Us? I've played Among Us before. I didn't yes. go to the game night because I was, I guess, busy whenever it happened. But, like... They're having a part two, I think, this oh, semester. Oh, they go to the part two. Yeah. It's basically... Essentially, the game is there's one imposter. Well, there can be more than one imposter, but there's an imposter, and everyone has tasks to do yeah the imposter pretends they're doing the tasks and they essentially have to eliminate everybody and if the imposter eliminates everybody before the rest of the crewmates because that's what everyone else is called they have like rounds you could call emergency meetings and you vote out someone each round if the imposter makes it to the end you win yeah so it's definitely a fun game we're getting off topic um (laughs) One of two other questions, I guess. Did we do what was our favorite? What was our favorite campus event? On campus event? No, we didn't. Let's do. Wait, no, I think we, did we? I actually don't remember. We did favorite activity, which <laughs> yeah, I think is it. Yeah. Because I said screen on the green. You said um, oh, that's right. Yeah. The barbecue. Yeah, well, I think we talked about enough on campus. Activities. How can shy people find their group at St. John's? I would say joining clubs, putting yeah. yourself out yeah. there, joining clubs, especially now with virtually and socially distanced sitting in classes. It's much harder to just coincidentally meet people and talk to people and become friends with people. So I really think that joining clubs is very important now. And always when things get back to normal, joining and being part of clubs, it's always just a great way to meet people and have fun. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, even before COVID, when I first started coming to campus, you know, I was more of a shy person than I am now, and I just wanted to make friends. But I'm just like, how do I make friends? I'm just, like, on campus sitting there. I'm like, like, it's it's hard. But, like, some good ways is, you know, join clubs because that's just an easy way to make friends, number one. And number two, just, like, make conversation with people. Like, you know, like, it may seem intimidating at first, but, like, makes conversation with, like, someone in your class or, you know, someone in passing or whatever, or, like, someone, like, if you're in the cafeteria waiting for food because, you know, you never know where that conversation might lead to. 
Yeah. A lot of these questions, that's the tricky part because they all tie into each other. How can shy people find their group? Ways to get involved? How do you create friends during your college years? I would definitely say at the end of the day, just get involved. Go to different events you see on campus. A lot of times you don't even know about them and you see them there. Don't hesitate to get involved. Try out new things. I remember that's how I got introduced to the bowl, the multicultural office. English club had an event at the cafeteria one time. So just... Attend a lot of events, find out what you like, and I think naturally you'll find a group of friends that you'll click with, and I think that's generally a way to do it, especially if it's people that are outside of your classes. It's a great way to connect. Yeah. yeah. I know it sounds repetitive saying, you know, get involved, get involved, get involved, but, like, it does help a lot. College is what you make of it. Yeah, especially as a commuter student, too. Like, you're not going to be, like, making friends with people, like, in the dorm building. If you're only coming to campus to go to class and go home, that doesn't leave much opportunity to, like, make friends. So when you join clubs and you hang around campus, that opens up more opportunity right there. And also, when things open up, how about going, because St. John's is known for their basketball, yeah. D1 school, going to games on the Queens campus. I mean, I know it's a far commute for Staten Islanders, but it's a great way to show school spirit, meet people from the Queens campus. And honestly, I think once things start opening up, everyone's kind of in the same boat where like they've been wanting to socialize with people for a while, but you know, they kind of felt trapped. So I feel like people are going to be a lot more social in general, you know, once things reopen, because they're going to want to make more friends. Yeah, definitely. At the end of the day, it's like, you know, find what interests you. Like in, you know, in high school, it's essentially the same. If you're athletic, join a sports team. If, you know, loving content creation is something for you join the both join the both <laughs> you know art club anything english club just go to different things and i think if you get involved and you make the effort i think you know things will just happen naturally yeah definitely and i think well how about this what about studying habits like what 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 different ways would you suggest studying that's hard. Uh, uh, yeah. One it depends thing- on what type of learner you are, I feel like. Some people learn yeah. by writing out their notes. Some people create Quizlet cards. So many people this semester have told me they've made Quizlet cards for yeah. everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Some people can absorb knowledge strictly by reading text and reading their notes. Some people, like you said, need to make either flashcards on Quizlet or just physical flashcards because they're more of a active and visual learner. Some people like having study music on in the background, which could help them it's really up to you but some tips is just like we always say you have to a lot time like you can't rome wasn't built in a day you're not gonna know everything for your test after studying for five minutes you need a lot of time and you need to truly focus on what you're doing and that's how you'll become a better studier yeah and if you're an auditory learner how about listening to an audio book or recording your notes yeah definitely if you're a, I forgot what it's called, if you're more hands-on, I mean, I guess it depends on the cu- type of material, but, you know, maybe build something that will like, help yeah. you remember. I mean, really, whatever ways help you learn. Ultimately, focus. Um, if you have to go into a different room to study, maybe do that. I know, again, it could be hard during COVID, but, like, I like to go to the library sometime and study there because it is a different environment from, like, what you might be used to, and there's less to dis- things that are like distracting you i, I like studying outside because it's yeah, like studying yes. outside too yeah. i get very distracted in my room so it's like you get distracted by things the nice fresh air it's just i think studying outside if you can would oh, be 
a great way. When the nice weather comes, mm-hmm. like in like May, like you know during finals week, just like go to the beach, sit down there, grab a textbook, you know, grab your notes and start studying there. That's what I have done before, and it's very helpful. Yeah, and specifically something going back to what you said about auditory uh, learners, something I found out very recently is that if you have Microsoft Word, you could just plug in your notes, and there's a text-to-speech function where it reads it to you. So if you're an auditory learner, that could help you a lot. Oh, wow, yeah, that's a great thing. I think I've heard of that once before. Yeah. But yeah, just develop your learning style and customize your notes based off that. But Quizlet is a good resource, so I would recommend that. And I think we should finish off with one last question. And I think it's a question that Loki might be the most important. No, it's not the most important, but <laughs> it's a personal favorite. How can I get involved with the Bolt? <laughs> How do you get involved with the Bolt? A grand um, finale question. You can um, DM us on Instagram, thebolt.sju, and be like, hey, I'm interested in joining the Bolt. And then we'll talk to you about, you know, what it entails. And then you can decide if you're a good fit or not. If you want to come to a meeting and just, like, see what goes on. Like, kind of just observe, you know, and see if that's a good fit for you. Go ahead and do it. Any majors are welcome. Any major. You don't have to be TV film. You don't have to be a com if you're, like, an no education journal- major. Journalism. Whatever. It's open to everyone and anyone. Yeah. I, like... Brian you just said, joined? Yeah. yeah, I just joined. I DM'd because... You just got to uh, straight up tell us. Yeah. Yeah, because I, there was a virtual activities fair in the fall that I kind of got locked out of because I didn't register in time. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to join any clubs. And then I DM'd the Bolt because something like the Bolt where you record podcasts and edit film and video always interests me. So I just DM'd the uh, Instagram account and yeah, I am now. Yep, DM us. If you don't have Instagram, you can always email us, thebolt.sju at, d- at gmail.com. So. Yeah, definitely check out our website, www.theboltsju.com. And if you enjoy making content, if you're creative, join The Bolt. And if you're afraid of being on camera, we definitely have behind-the-camera positions. And yeah, you definitely. Could be, you could be a reporter, a journalist, a blogger. We even have a blog on our website. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff you could do, if, even if you have your Cameraman. own idea. Welcome to do it. Yeah, it's mostly just about creating things. Audio engineer. Yeah. Or a podcast. I mean, there's so many. Really just having fun with it is something that. I think that's the benefit. It's a multimedia production. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like so many different forms of media that you can do. Yeah. Writer, you know, if you have music that you want to. Yeah, music too. You can plug your music through the bolts. We have a studio here with like equipment that you could use for your music as well. You can have like your own like. I guess, online radio show or, like, online podcast where you incorporate your music into it. You know, we don't have our own radio station or a TV news station like the Queens campus, but we do have this podcast. We do have our weekly news show called The Bulletin. Yeah. So we do, while we we are smaller, we do find ways to still create so much different content, get everyone involved, and it's just a really, it's very different from the other clubs on campus. It's not just events that you go to it's definitely more of a commitment it's hands-on something long-term but in the end i think it's worth it and you'll find you'll definitely find a group of friends there and i think it's just a great experience to have yeah so with that being said thank you very much for watching the bolts storm chasers podcast on college advice we have a lot more podcasts coming soon so stay tuned you can follow us on spotify we're on apple podcast as well um, follow us on Instagram, thebolt.sju. You know, follow us on YouTube. Check out our website, thebolt.sju.com. Um, 
And yeah, this has been an episode. Um, I guess we'll Brian. see you all next time. Yeah, yeah. definitely soon. We definitely want to yeah, keep up consistent. with the content this yeah. semester because last semester we only had that one yeah. podcast. So yeah, definitely, definitely stay updated with the new show and we'll see you all very soon.